Welcome to the ITAM Review Podcast, news, reviews and resources for ITAM, SAM and software licensing professionals. Hi everybody, welcome to this latest ITAM Review Podcast. I am, as ever, Rich Gibbons and joining me today from Anglepoint, I've got Chris Hayes. So thank you very much for joining us, Chris. If you would like to introduce yourself to the audience yeah thanks a lot rich um so my name is chris hayes um i've been with angle point for about five years and i'm working in the itam program transformation team as one of our senior lead consultants so really what we're about is kind of assessing the overall maturity and management system that our clients are using to tackle itam and kind of looking at that from the people and process and technology angles to come up with a plan of how our clients are going to get more mature in this space. So happy to talk to you today. Awesome. So I think, you know, that will resonate with pretty much everyone listening to us today. You know, everyone trying to increase their maturity uh, for their ITAM program. Um, And, you know, it's always been a priority for people, but certainly these days, as there are, more intersecting parts of, of IT and technology, I think ITAM maturity becomes more important and more difficult, probably. Um, and that's represented to some degree by the rise of, of FinOps alongside ITAM. And uh, ITAM Review held a, a conference in Vegas a f- couple of months ago now at the time of recording, uh, which was all around ITAM and FinOps and, and how we can work together. And um, Anglepoint were um, one of our sponsors. And I know Anglepoint were talking about KPIs as perhaps the the starting point for, for linking between ITAM and FinOps. Um, so I guess we'll we'll start there, Chris. Even though we've got quite a a range of topics to to talk about, but how do you see? Well, I suppose first of all, you know, do you and FinOps needing to work together, uh, and if so, do you see KPIs being part of that conversation? Yeah. So in short, I I think the KPI conversation with any other business discipline or business area is is a very natural fit to to fold into an IT asset management program. What we really advocate for is, like I mentioned uh, in my introduction, the the management system and then how this adapts. So I think, you know, your assessment of a a, a lot of uh, people, a lot of organizations in the industry now saying, okay, we have you know, a base understanding of, of IT asset management, and maybe the, the program is at a certain level or, or even plateau of maturity, and then kind of the, oh, well, what's next conversation, right? And I think the the real, you know, kind of rise of FinOps and, and the focus on FinOps makes that a natural fit to do, you know, a couple different things. One, to focus in on FinOps as an organization as such and say, okay, what are we doing in this space? But two, to look at some other opportunities and potentially synergies to say, well, are there other uh, functions or other capabilities in the organization that can help solve for FinOps? Now, to be clear, what I'm not advocating for is a wholesale, okay, everyone has to, to fold in ITAM and FinOps, and it has to be one organization, or it has to be this. You know, this is never going to be 
um, a, a one size fits all type approach, right? So your mileage may vary and all the asterisks and everything else for each organization, right? Each organization will have to determine what kind of approach will be the right fit for them and how to kind of tackle these multiple disciplines. What I am saying is kind of hooking onto what you said, Rich, that KPIs are a good place to start and really align this management system. So when we talk about the management system, this is the collection of what processes are there, the collection of the, the organizational and departmental goals for IT asset management. And when one starts there and says, okay, well, what do we want to achieve with IT asset management? Well, you know, go down the list of your kind of classic things you would think about, mitigating risk, avoiding unplanned spend for audits, having better renewals with better intelligence based on trustworthy data, reducing cost. You know, a lot of those things, if not down to the, the down to the bullet point, would ring true for a FinOps. Or, you know, for that matter, you can talk security. You can you can bring other disciplines in. So I think if you say, right, we want to approach this as we want to collectively, as IT asset management uh, professionals, we want to work with the FinOps and cloud cost management organization to say, okay, well, what are we going to measure? How are we going to do this? I think the first good place to kind of get that level set is, great, well, FinOps team in IT asset management, we want to control cost. Oh, you want to control cost too? Great. Let's start talking about what we can collectively measure, what capabilities, what technology, what processes are there to get us to that goal. So really starting from the outcome and then aligning it there, right? Because if you have the, the, the converse, right? Well, ITS management, we are only focused on avoiding audits and only focused on risk, only focused on risk. And FinOps says, we have a great way to have visibility and help maintain cost. You'll kind of pat the FinOps team on the head from an ITAM point of view and say, well, that's great, but, but we're focused on risk right now. We're focused on something else. So I think aligning the, the path towards those objectives first before you kind of get down in the nitty gritty and say, okay, what are we measuring? How are we doing this? Getting everyone on that same page with the context of the program and the management system, that would be kind of where I'd think about this uh, uh, starting. I think that's a fantastic point, Chris, that, you know, what I've seen before is, you know, you've got two established teams, you've already got KPIs, and then you kind of sit down and go, these are my KPIs, these are your KPIs, they don't match up. So, you know, end, end of conversation. And and then it's kind of, you know, who whose KPIs overrule the other ones, et cetera. Um, so I think you're completely right that it, it's looking at where do you work together. And, and I guess, you know, there will always be some KPIs which are ITAM specific, some which are FinOps specific, procurement specific, you know, whatever the, the other team is. But it's finding that common ground and the, the the joint KPIs, which will allow you to build that relationship going forwards. Exactly, and and what I would espouse is a, a, a little bit more kind of uh, you know I would agree in that I think you're going to have those areas of overlapping KPIs, and this is probably where we kind of talk about today is is what what makes sense to look at across both uh, capabilities or across both teams, but then really both of these teams and both of these capabilities should align again, kind of back to that management system to drive those outcomes. And, and, and necessarily there's kind of a joint governance function, right? Over ITAM and FinOps, you'll have the organizational, ideally, you know, decision makers, the C-suite 
in a steering committee receiving the results of this of this work, right? Oh, are we improving our visibility? Are we saving money? Are we avoiding risk? And that way, kind of what you were saying before, Rich, it eliminates a lot of that. Ah, well, you know, is FinOps getting the one up on ITAM? Is ITAM getting the one up on FinOps? We're measuring our own stuff with our own tools. Aren't we great? Well, aren't we great as the other team? It eliminates a lot of that political nonsense that, to be honest, is going to be a roadblock for really driving value. You know, at the end of the day, the C-suite is going to say, teams, 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 sort it out, right? We don't care. We want everyone to drive the same way. You guys show us that you are working together. And the easy, quote unquote, way to, to do that is kind of what we're talking about here, right? Align. But I think alignment also has a governance component where you say, look, we are aligning the outcomes. We're driving this value. We're measuring the same stuff in the same way with the same terminology and the same understanding. And here you go, management. Here is a very clean uh, ITIM and FinOps dashboard to show that we're delivering that value. And then happy days, right? You're delivering the outcomes. Each team gets funding. The the you know momentum expands from both both angles, right? And and what I would say is, if you are a member of a cloud cost management team or just starting out, or ITAM team and just starting out, and and you know vice versa, um, you know hooking into that uh, organization kind of striking while the iron's hot, right? If FinOps is the hot topic, expand that conversation. If ITAM is the hot topic, expand that conversation. So working together, even before you start talking about the KPIs and aligning that governance, that becomes very powerful. It's a way to supercharge either kind of uh, um, part of the program. I really like that. And I think, yeah, you know, you talked about cutting through the the politics, which is is always the hardest part of anything within a, a business, really. Um, ops is a, a kind of cultural change uh, of getting people to do things differently, but I think in essence, you know, so is ITAM. You know, the one of the big challenges that FinOps practitioners report is the struggle to get engineers to change the way they've always done things, which resonates really well on the ITAM side. Um, you know, trying to get people to um work with software differently so so there are these areas of um of commonality and um you know we've talked about itam and finops we've mentioned security are are there other as we kind of go into 2024 you know, are, are there other parts of the business that you think if you're sitting down and making a concerted effort to work with other teams and align kpis are there other parts of the business that ITAM professionals should turn towards as well? Yeah, I would say uh, here in the States, it's it's maybe a little bit different than kind of that global perspective or in Europe where, you know, depending on who you talk to, there might be a, a little bit of a lag in the US or, or, or a little bit of the front foot, right? Kind of depends on the organization. But the other area where we have half an eye to kind of including and thinking about frameworks, et cetera, would be in that uh, in that sustainability or ESG space, right? So in the in the environmental pillar, there leveraging a lot of this uh, trustworthy data and visibility across the estate, right? So that kind of gets the KPI angle, but to report on some metrics about um, you know either carbon credits or offset or or, or measuring um, greenhouse gas emission equivalents, you know you name it, there will be. Uh, more and more structured framework type activities in this area. Um, so, you know, 
a lot of the um, uh, companies on the on on the New York Stock Exchange, for instance, they'll they'll have to report some of their carbon um, emissions as of uh, you know I think in 2024. I don't know quite what the date is, but that's on the horizon. So what I would say is, if one is thinking, I keep on pinning it back to the management system. If one is thinking about what is the next big horizon and how will we as a program adapt, I think sustainability is a great place to start thinking about. Now, that said, right, if you're an ITAM practitioner, you've been listening, hopefully, and, and taking some notes here, there are a lot of things to, to follow up on and do, right? Okay, well, I need to sit down with FinOps team. I need to sit down with security team. I need to sit down with sustainability. I don't think overdoing it with, you know, four different teams worth of 15 KPIs each um, it, it is really the recipe for how this is solved. I think it should be the reverse. I think each team should say, right, we've got our set of 10, 15, 8, whatever this is, KPIs, and here's how we're measuring them, and then understanding how this overlaps with current process and data capability, right, to get to those two or three, what we would call kind of North Star metrics that will tell a very easy and clean story. Because think about it from an executive or governance point of view, they want what they want, you know, they won't say this, but what they want in their heart of hearts is a very clean, one single pane of, of glass view reporting wise that says where the company is going. Is the company hitting their objectives? As a company, as an organization, are you saving money? They don't care necessarily, oh, well, ITEM did this and FinOps did this and security did this and ESG did this. They want to know across the stack, right? What is this aligned measurement? How are we moving forward? Now, obviously, right, that down to that next level, we need to have uh, transparency and be able to say, we're saving money here. We're having a challenge here. We need more invest, you know, kind of drill to that next level. But, but reporting wise and governance wise, having these aligned KPIs makes that very powerful. Again, it, it strips out a lot of that politics. If you can get there, that's going to be best in class having a you align KPIs to what we call the North Stars that are tied very, very tightly to organization objectives. So then it's a great story. We want the organization to save money and here's our big program. How are you guys supporting it? Ah, we save money this way. Bang. ITEM save money this way. Bang. Sustainability is, is doing a, a good job in you know offsetting and, and looking at carbon credits and that, that saves money and it, it gives us a better credit rating uh, in the long run. Bang. It, you know, it really aligns to that executive story. So they're going to be happy across the board. And that, I think, is something that you know, we're hoping that more and more ITAM professionals kind of get to grips with that you know, ITAM really should be you know super strategic within a business and at the moment you know perhaps it isn't always considered to be as important to the business by sea level so so doing these things aligning with other parts of the business and sustainability is a, a fantastic example you know itam has got visibility across the on-premises side so laptops mobile devices servers in the data center etc but also more and more and especially as you align with the finops team you know insights into um cloud migration workloads in public cloud data centers etc and that then rolls up into you know the um the energy cleanliness 
of data centers in different parts of the world and, and so on. So for ITAM, you know, there's a I think there's a really strong opportunity right now to uh, to you know maybe reinvent ITAM slightly or or certainly you know reposition it within your business and uh, and show that it is a fundamental thing that underpins all other aspects of the business. Um, you know, we saw recently Standards and Poor, the the credit rating agency highlighted ITAM as an integral part of a good cybersecurity practice, which in itself is one of the things they look at when um, when delivering you know credit ratings for businesses. So lots of different things happening for 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 ITAM, and I think it's you know an opportunity, but you have to seize any opportunity. And um and you know as we've touched on, you know those KPIs are a, a fantastic way to make sure that everything is being done in the best way possible for for the business. Um, so are, are you seeing? And I I don't know whether you you can share anything in broad strokes, but are you seeing you know certain KPIs be more successful or more common or more important than than others you know, are, are the places that the audience should start to work from yeah i mean talking across some of these disciplines i think that the kind of common throughput here and and really you know the idea has to be in place first again in terms of complete and correct trustworthy data that's the basis. And if you think about kind of those levels of maturity from an ISO point of view, so the 19770 ITS management standard or software asset management standard, the basis of integrating, of working with other teams, of, of, of driving a lot further value in the life cycle and kind of what Rich mentioned, making the program strategic and indispensable. This is where we want to move, right? It's not a, oh, those ITAM guys are saving money here and there. We give them a little bit more money. They have a little bit better capability. It's no, how can we be in that same conversation of security and sustainability? And, you know, that's a great call out, right? Standard and Poor's, if you're not addressing key aspects of cybersecurity, i.e. visibility, and this is kind of where I start, your business may not have an optimal credit rating, right? That, that impacts the bottom line of business. So that's that's the same breath at, at which we want the executives to mention ITS management. Wow, our credit rating is taking a hit because we don't have this ITS management stuff under control. This should be top of mind. So I think backing into that, right, the fact that we need trustworthy data as a basis, completeness of inventory should be one of the first areas, first ports of call that, that you should start with. Now, hopefully, You've built up your maturity in your IT asset management program and connecting the dots, right? Even in the silo that is IT asset management, one as a practitioner is not able to make very good uh, actionable recommendations for the business if you don't have that complete picture, right? Well, we, we see some of the IBM estate and well, we, we could have a risk of you know 20 million or well, we could have a lot of extra licenses we don't really know about, and we could owe, you know, 500,000, right? So what is that? 20 million or 500,000 until you have a confident and complete and correct measurement of where you are, right? Are you missing 5%? Are you missing 80%? Are 
are you missing? I don't really know percent, right? That's going to be a big challenge, even in the ITAM space. So going across disciplines, very similarly, right? Are you seeing all of your instances in each cloud, across clouds? Are you uh, subscribed to a multi-tenant situation? Are you in Azure and AWS and GCP? Do you have full visibility across all of these platforms to draw those conclusions and make those recommendations to engineers, right? The first thing that's going to happen both from an ITEM and FinOps, and we can talk about the other disciplines as well, but we're kind of focused in here on ITEM and FinOps today. The first thing that's going to happen when you make recommendations or try and start taking actions on incomplete and non-trustworthy data, you're going to take a hit to your credibility. And that is a limited resource. You need to build up the trust. You need to build up that political capital. You need to build up that credibility because the first time you give an engineer or a product owner or an executive or sourcing, you name it, a bad recommendation based on partial data, that's your reputation and that's the program reputation on the line. So tying this all together, I would say metrics that focus on or KPIs that focus on measuring the completeness of the estate and having a view to remediate that with very clear and, and not overly complex KPIs, um, that would be a great starting place. So for IT asset management, you always want to think about what that baseline is, right? What are your tools and capabilities? What is going to be your trustworthy source of data, right? Is that your ITAM repository? Is it a CMDB? Is it a combination of federated view of various sources? What is your baseline? And then what do you know, right? It is all about limiting that unknown unknown, right? You can have this, this concept of the unknown unknown, but your job in any of these spheres is to turn that into a known unknown that you can action, right? So the unknown unknown would be something like, well, I know there's a data center up the road and well, yeah, I think it's a data center. Yeah, I, I don't really know what's there. We got some stuff going on up the road. There's a building up the road, right? That is an unknown unknown. You've got no idea what's there. A known unknown would be to quantify that to an extent. Ah, I know we have problems accessing the Oracle database instances on 10 out of these 200 servers. And we have a plan to address this, right? It is a known blind spot that you can quantify. In that second scenario, from an ITAM point of view, you can say, here is a known gap and you can calculate around that, right? Oh, well, we know we have a 5% blind spot in Oracle. So we're gonna add blah, blah, blah percentage to our, to our license uh, uh, position. Or when we're doing a renewal, we have to account for that. Similar to FinOps, right? Oh, we do not see this instance or we are not deploying agents in our builds when we're spinning up virtual resources. We don't have any visibility here. We can't take action. So I think any kind of shared KPIs that will say thumb in the air, okay, we are going for that 95% coverage against the baseline that is industry best practice for ITAM. And we are going for a similar goal in FinOps. We wanna see 95% of everything out there across all of our cloud service providers. I think that's a great basis. So I'll kind of pause there if you have any feedback or anything that you wanna to add to that, Rich. I really like that. I think that was a, a fantastic overview and you know some good examples there. Um, and you know you make a good visibility on premises, visibility in the cloud, and bringing those two together so you have a, a complete picture is is key. Um, and 
you know, I mean, you often hear stories of you know people who thought they had X number of servers, and then it turned out, you know, there were 10, 15% more in a in a room that someone had forgotten about. Um and and I guess that kind of thing is even more likely to happen in the cloud where you know it's for all intents and purposes an, an infinite amount of servers are, are possible um so so having those kpis understanding that visibility as you say you know f- from there everything else will, will follow in terms of cost carbon output and and, and those other metrics so so visibility then is I think probably uh, as a as a takeaway, you know, the place to start, and and making sure that you're aligned with with the other teams, security as well. They'll be very interested in having complete visibility of all assets, services, you know, be, be they physical or or in the cloud. Um. So, do you find, you know, for the people listening to us, ITAM professionals. Does it depend? You know, are there different personas within the business where you need to to think to yourself, right? You know, I'm working on KPIs, but if I'm talking to the CFO, I need you know these KPIs. Whereas if I'm talking to the you know the head of procurement or the the chief security officer, you know, will will the KPIs and the way that you report on them. Will they be slightly different depending on the personas that you're working with? That's a, that's a loaded question. <laughs> so I'm pausing. Um, it, it, in short, yes, right. I think the the idea is to uh, align with um, and meet the stakeholder expectations and the budget holder expectations. Now. Your organization will not, uh, unless you you know hit the lottery and you have um, an ITAM team and cloud cost uh, control team of 300 people and millions and millions and millions of dollars to spend. If you do, congratulations, right? Go do what you want. But there are limited resources across the organization and across uh, a project. So there will be necessarily uh, uh, goals to hit, expectations to align and satisfy. And, and budget holders to keep happy right across each of these uh, uh, capabilities. So if your CFO says, well, all of these other corporate programs are showing me cost savings as a trend, right? Where were we last year and where are we this year? Then you should endeavor to leverage a lot of your data and report that way. Um, if the um, CISO says, I want to see as part of this uh, aligned to um, CIS or NIST framework, um, where we are hitting control points 1.1 through 1.8, because internal audit is breathing down my neck, you need to make it very easy for the CISO to say, ah, across our IT assets that we have visibility to, here is proof from our ITAM repository. We are measuring end of life and patch level and version and addition. And we look and we say we are 95% complete because we have a trustworthy baseline against which we measure and take actions on that 5% when we need more agents or you know, all, all of those actions. So I think depending on the persona, you will absolutely as an ITAM professional, as a FinOps professional, as a security professional, et cetera, be reporting on a slightly different, I wouldn't even say set, I would say probably view of similar data, right? So what, what you would do for instance is say, okay, 
well from a uh, hard asset management and depreciation for finance point of view, right? If a CFO has a question, well, where are we in our technology cycle? Where are we in our depreciation? How much is this invest depreciated and what it's worth in book value right now? Okay, great. Well, that would that would mean you have a basis of what machines are out there and a completeness KPI saying, yep, Mr. and Mrs. CFO, when I report this information to you, I know for a fact that 98% of our estate, because I check this every day and I've got people chasing up making sure we've got good CMDB data quality, et cetera, et cetera. That would be an overlay of cost calculation per asset and depreciation against fixed assets, what the internal calculation is that you can play back for the CFO. Now, if you say, uh, Mr. and Mrs. CISO, um, congratulations, we're in year two of our depreciation cycle and we're you know saving 10% versus last year, the CISO will say, well, that's great, but where are we in terms of end of life inversion control. Are there instances in our estate where we have a, an author, unauthorized software list, unauthorized software that's been requested is popping up, right? They will have a different view on that complete and correct data. For KPIs and for purposes of reporting and repeatability, our, our message to all the clients and all the organizations we work with is very much sustainability and repeatability, right? You do not want to be taking information from 15 different sources and bodging it together and doing some SQL or Excel magic and coming up with a report, you know, the 28th day of each month and you start from the beginning, right? Oh, it's next month's reporting. We better get started. So it's it's ready by the end of the month. Keep things repeatable. Keep things easy, right? If you have an extract from your uh, uh, ITEM repository that you can utilize as your base data, great. Do that. Simple calculations that are going to tell the story. I, uh, a, a long time ago, when, when my practitioner days, I had a, a manager who would say, you need to use Mickey Mouse language, Chris, Mickey Mouse language. And he explained this. He said, look, English is not my first language, so I need to say things very, very simply. And if I can't explain something simply, then I don't, I don't have a handle on it. I don't get it, right? And I would say that, right? If you can put things in terms that are very, very simple, and not, well, the data looks like this, but you need to consider this. Well, we did this, and well, it's hard to explain, and well, nope, you've lost the plot. And simple, direct answers and measurements and calculations flow up the chain a lot easier. It's a simple story. Think about this. If you hand an executive a report, and you are not in the room, or it goes via an executive assistant, and these reports, and you know how this is, everyone who's a practitioner will know this, right? Something is taken out of context, a report is interpreted one way and you have a cranky, uh, at best, a cranky C-suite person calling you and, and, and chewing your head off. That's how that happens, right? So it has to be very, very clear. So, you know, a little bit off track, but, but kind of coming back to that, uh, that initial question, are you going to report different views of kind of aggregate-based data across different stakeholders? Yes, 100%. The story should be crisp and clear, and it should be in terms of what the objectives are that these people are interested in and care about, right? The CFO, you're going to report on, on financial figures based on your trustworthy data. Security folks, completeness and correctness. Um, if you're talking, you know, FinOps, then it's going to be visibility into all the cloud instances, maybe costs saved, risk avoided, etc. right? Align and have these set of thumb in the air, what, three, four kind of joint KPIs that everyone knows. And the converse should be, hey, the FinOps people, the FinOps team at Capability 
should be able to speak to your calculation because it's super easy, the same way you should be able to speak to theirs, right? Nothing should be over-engineered. It should all make sense. It should all be repeatable and sustainable. I really like that. And I think that that's answered, you know, several of the points that, that I, I made and some other ones as well, which is a, a perfect answer. Um, so you know, lots of people to consider there. And and I think, you know, that idea that, you know, it, it's the same data, but, you know, presented in, in ways which are, you know, more, more in tune with that person's roles and responsibilities. That's something which will help everyone. Uh, you know, and, and to your point, about the language you know we um we had a a session a couple of our conferences in the us and the uk um where one one of the practitioner speakers was talking about uh, effectively um you know speaking executive you know almost as if it was its own language and uh, and i think you touched on that very nicely there that 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 is the case um so something that i was thinking of as you were talking and you know working to to set these KPIs, agree them between different people, different teams. It can't be um a, a one-time activity, can it? You know, you can't set your KPIs on the first of the year and then that's it and you know for the next five years or or whatever. Is there uh any kind of methodology as to how often you should review KPIs? How do you know if they're the right KPIs? Um, you know, when should you introduce new ones? Is there any kind of guidance you can share with people in in that side of things as well? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, Rich. I think um, for the you know, approach to a, a successful and proactive um, IT asset management program, and then this would underpin so much more activity outside of KPIs, right? You'll be looking at, are we looking at the right publishers? Are we covering our spend? Are we managing the risk? Are we hitting the goals, et cetera, et cetera? If you back up and say kind of large frame, we want to make sure this management system, in other words, what we're doing to attack IT asset management, is this fit for purpose? That type of kind of introspection or review, I would propose um, is done at a minimum every year. Um, if you have certain aspects where you've got more pressing risk or other things that pop up, you know, maybe you can do kind of a, a half year or I think quarterly is probably an overkill, but maybe a half year review if you've got certain sensitive areas. But I think it's appropriate to align cross departmentally at least every year to say, right, OK, uh, FinOps team, we're undertaking our annual review, right, of, of our IT asset management capability of all the people involved, the staffing levels. If we need some new tooling capability, maybe we're going to work with security, et cetera, et cetera. And, and for this part of the conversation, um, you know, Cloud Center of Excellence or Cloud Cost Management Team, FinOps team, we want to align or relook at these KPIs. And I think that's that's a great story because it's it's making sure that from both angles, right? Well, you know, maybe you have one or two joint KPIs you've agreed on. Then it's kind of a, a postmortem of the year looking at, you know, kind of looking back. Hey, FinOps team, we were measuring this. Well, how did you use this? How, how did that work? When you're having your, your cost control discussions, is this useful? 
do you take our spreadsheet and you know file it in with the other spreadsheets and no one does anything? Or is this really valuable in driving those conversations and actions with your stakeholders? So I think if you can endeavor to have at least an annual look at, and, and the, again, the conversation should be, is the activity, are the activities that we're doing as a program, including these KPIs, are they driving value? And if not address them, that should be kind of an annual exercise. So probably once a year, having a look at that would be appropriate. Right. That that sounds reasonable. Um, and, and in that process, is is this something that you should do in conjunction with, you know, the the C level, or, or or is it something that you should do after they've done their annual appraisals and changes I'm, I'm just wondering if you could find yourself in a situation where you know you all work really hard to set your kpis but then if it doesn't align with the overall corporate goals and and desires for the next year you, know, you might find yourself sort of misaligned so so is this a process that you should like i say you know go to the level and say look Miss, mrs cfo we're doing our kpis can we get your input or do you wait until that's been done at an executive level and then you know go and read the report read the internal memos and then do your kpis off the back of that yeah i think it's a bit of both right and again this is your mileage may vary this will be different at every single organization i i don't necessarily think there's a one-size-fits-all approach right some organizations will be very directed very structured very top-heavy at which case it is the new KPIs blow away everything else are X and all of you programs on, on a corporate level, how are you going to adapt and add value to this, right? Very kind of central iron fist type approach. Others might be a kind of uh, mix, right? Well, we're going to tell you a couple and you come up with some and we see how it is. Others might be a very federated, okay, ITEM, you tell us what you're, how you're going to hit these uh, objectives and goals and you come up with your own KPIs, et cetera. So again, I don't think there's a right or wrong approach necessarily. Um, I would say ideally, um, in, in a mature IT asset management framework, there is this uh, component of educated and informed leadership by way of a steering committee. We would propose that happens at least quarterly. And the, the, the key business decisions and the updates around program progress and what's being measured are already in front of the executives. So it shouldn't necessarily be executives you know, going off in, in left field and saying, okay, we want this crazy new KPI that you know, no one has the capability to, to deliver yet, right? The, 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 same, you know, the same token, it shouldn't be, okay, here are these stale KPIs that we just you know, report quarterly and no one really does anything with. So the, the idea is at the program director type level, the person who is uh, accountable for delivering the value under the ITS management program needs to have a very, very uh, collaborative and kind of bilateral conversation with the budget holders and with the stakeholders, continuously informing, right? We have more kind of formal reporting um, every quarter, but, you know, being in that constant conversation, oh, okay, Mr. and Mrs. Executives, what's coming up? Should we plan for this? Do you want us to go away and design for this? So it's not a hey, end of the year, everything changes and we've got to adapt, right? You, you you want to endeavor, and I would say this across all functions, to be a lot more proactive and be able to anticipate those changes. Because think about this, right? Not to, not to play the politics card, but think about if 
the IT asset management function, right, is reporting quarterly, has a good cadence and has a good bilateral conversation with budget and stakeholders, understands their asks, comes up with two, two or three really, really uh, powerful, very concise KPIs and, and starts delivering that over the next, you know, over the next term versus FinOps who are off doing their own things and misaligned, right? Who's going to get more kudos? Who's going to get more uh, funding? Who's going to get more support from the business, right? It is the program that's going to be more proactive and not that, you know, ITIM has to crush everyone else, but the, the whole idea is to align this as much as possible. So, yeah, I think, you know, again, there's not a, a one size fits all approach. It should be a, a, a proactive collaborative view with the executives done via the steering committee function and via the director of the program. Um, but if your organization doesn't operate that way, it's not always lost. But, you know, again, kind of the things we've talked about uh, over the course of this session, um, make sure it's sustainable, make sure it's repeatable, make sure this really speaks to each of these stakeholders asks. And there's a very basic, easy, clear connection between we want to save money, we're showing you in real dollars how we are saving money. You want to secure the estate and have visibility. We are showing you without a shadow of a doubt, and this is trustworthy, where we know what we know and where we have a blind spot. So, you know, kind of aligning all those, tying it all together. Oh, I really like that. I think, again, you know, loads of, of great information in there. And I think the, yeah, the the, the process of, of, of what to do there is is pretty clear um so you know we could i think we could probably delve into to kpis for, for for several hours at least um but unfortunately we are coming to the the, the close of of this podcast um so i i guess you know you've covered a lot of this throughout our conversation but for, for people um that that are with us now are there certain things, you know, if if this is something that they're relatively new to, um, you know, maybe they've got their own internal KPIs for ITAM, but they're not really, you know, reaching out to other parts of the business, that they've not got them aligned with anyone. Are there, you know, a couple of steps that that apply to most people where it's a case of right, you know, if you want to increase your maturity as an ITAM practice through this use of KPIs as, we, as we've been discussing, then you should do X, Y, and Z. Is there, and, I, and I know, you know, I'm asking you to kind of simplify what is a very complex topic into a couple of verbal bullet points, but um, that's the nature of a podcast. So, um, so yeah, what, what would you say to that? Absolutely. Challenge accepted. Um, I, I, I think, you know, the, the first point you made is is, is very um, important, right? It, it should be clean up your own backyard, right? It, it, it's going to be hard to have a, a KPI discussion in the round unless you, as an ITAM practitioner, wherever you sit in the program, right? Maybe you're an analyst, maybe you're running ELPs, maybe you are uh, knee-deep in 15 spreadsheets while you listen to this podcast and you're, you know, looking at data quality, et cetera, et cetera. I think aligning that with the program management right? What are we going to report on as KPIs and nailing down those principles first of repeatability, sustainability, coming up, in other words, with your five or six uh, North Star KPIs that are going to deliver the value. That That is step one. If you don't have your internal KPIs, you need to kind of sort those out and keep in mind those, those concepts of sustainability, repeatability should be easy, should tell a good story. 
The second bit would be to reach across the aisle and have those collaborative discussions and make this an ongoing cadence, right? It shouldn't be, well, FinOps uh, uh, team or FinOps lead, well, we talked to you six months ago and, and you know we're chasing you again. It should be reaching out and just seeing what's going on, right? Initially, well, where, where are you guys? Where are you in your maturity? What are your goals, et cetera? Make sure that those are, uh, you know, in, in alignment in as much as they can be with your program. You know, ideally, you've been talking the whole time and you kind of have this strategic view, et cetera, et cetera. That's, you know, if you remember the kind of the start of our conversation, that's the place to start is to align that you and the, the FinOps team or you and security or all three of you or whatever functions are on the same page, right? Because if you're not, they're not even going to want to measure the same things, right? That'll be that uphill conversation. You'll have to win some hearts and minds. So first things first, make sure you've got your KPIs in order for IT asset management. Second is align your management system objectives. FinOps is trying to save money. Oh, we're trying to save money. Great. And then have a kind of working session with each capability to say, great, well, here in IT asset management, we measure the following 10 things. Oh, okay, these two look like they're good candidates. You guys are also measuring this, right? You're going to have a subset of those KPIs that will matter to both IT asset management and FinOps and security and whoever else, right? Align those couple KPIs that are going to make sense. Once you have alignment, part of the alignment, by the way, is also, and this is not a small ask, right? It is how they are being calculated and how you are using terminology to address them. Oh, well, we're looking at cost savings. Well, we're looking at cost avoidance. Well, what does cost savings mean? What does cost avoidance mean? How are we calculating them? You might be calculating the same thing and calling it three different things across ITAM and FinOps and security, right? Part of that alignment, again, is understanding the terms, understanding how you talk about things. So step by step. Step one is make sure you got your KPIs in order for your own house. Make sure they're sustainable, repeatable. Step two is line up those organizational priorities across the towers. And step three is everyone brings their KPIs to the table and you have that alignment on terminology, on how things are calculated. And hopefully at the end of that working session, what you come up with is that subset of KPIs that the three of you are aligned on or whatever number of functions are aligned on that you're gonna keep reporting up to senior management maybe even align, hey, we want to have a joint reporting or however that however that works, right, to show that you're driving that value. And in that way, kind of what we talked about early on again, all the functions are demonstrating very clearly that they're driving that value that the organization wants. And to flip it around, let's say FinOps is really playing long, security's not, use that as the lever, right? Oh, well, security, you know, I know that senior management wants to see XYZ as, as big corporate priority, right? Well, let's all get on board and let's start looking at, you know, corporate C-level strategy and organization objectives. You'd be surprised how powerful those are. So you can align everyone to that, you know, singing from the same hymn book. Um, that's going to drive that conversation. That's going to that's gonna position you fairly well. Awesome. That's... Uh... A fantastic sort of getting started guide there, I think. And you know, the point you made about aligning the language is very important. You know, ITAM pros will be used to this. You know, if you're talking about licensing metrics, you know, when I say license, I mean this, but when they say license, they mean two things bundled into one pack, etc. And they've seen the problems that 
misaligned language can cause there. It's exactly the same on the business side. So, you know, make sure between you and your other teams that the language is aligned, but also that the words mean the same to you as to the CFO, for example. Um, so I think that's a, a fantastic overview of, of getting started. Um, so, so yeah, so I think as, as a final thought, that was perfect. Um, so, you know, everyone who's been, who's been listening to us today, you know, thank you very much for your time. If you've got any questions about what we've discussed or maybe even what we haven't discussed, you know, if you think we've missed something, um, or if you want to know more about getting started with KPIs, then feel free to get in touch either with um, us here at ITAM Review and or with uh, Chris at Angle Point. I'm, I'm sure Chris won't mind, uh, you know, LinkedIn connections, etc. Um, Absolutely. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, search me out, ask questions. Uh, I completely welcome. Yes. Awesome. Um, and, and yeah, you know, it'd be be great to to hear you know if anyone goes and implements a kpi alignment strategy off the back of this we would love to hear more about it you can uh, you can come and speak at our next conference um but yeah thank you everyone who who's been listening and thank you chris for for your time and your insights we we've covered uh, a, a pretty phenomenal amount of kpi related information in in this session so um so yeah i really appreciate you joining me yeah yeah thanks for having me on glad to talk and glad to share some uh, industry knowledge and hopefully this helps all the practitioners out there thanks perfect thank you all very much and i'll see you on the next one